Bad. Hey, Jim. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Just uh, getting the morning going. This is Jim English. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a little COVID, but that doesn't stop us from doing podcasts. Welcome to the Who Gives a Shit File. And Who Gives a Shit Files consultant for college football is Matthew English, my great son. And I want to welcome him to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm uh, excited to uh, be here. So what we're going to talk about today is the Alabama-Georgia championship game. And Matt um, predicted this way back in August. He had these two, two teams in the finals. And actually, he was pretty accurate with a couple of glaring exceptions that nobody picked. That was Michigan beating Ohio State and Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma. Other than that, you were pretty accurate, Matt. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone really saw um, Michigan, you know, kind of came out of nowhere this year. So, um, you know, I don't take, uh, don't feel too bad about that one. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a fun ride. It's been a great season. Um, a lot of uh, unexpected teams. Um, you know, we got to see you know, a uh, non-Power 5 team in the Final Four. So it was it was a fun season, but uh, looking pretty familiar in the championship here, though, to be honest. Yeah, it is. So let's talk about a couple of things. What do you think that Georgia needs to do to win the game? Well, I, you know, the – in Bryce Young. Um, yes. You know, when they played a couple weeks back in the SEC championship um, – you know, he, he basically had all time, all, all the time in the world to throw the ball. And he, you know, essentially picked them apart. Georgia's um, defensive backs are, you know, probably the weak, weak part of their defense. And I would say the front seven is, is definitely the meat of that defense. And that front seven really didn't, you know, come through like they normally do. And, you know, Alabama took advantage and they, you know, Bryce Young just, you know, picked them apart. I think he, uh, Kind of did, you know, after that first couple drives, you know, it was kind of him just doing what he wanted at will. And, you know, if, if Georgia wants to, you know, have a chance of stopping him, they can't let that happen. Um, you know, and Alabama's offensive line really stepped up. So uh, we'll see. I, I think that's the key matchup right there is, uh, you know, Georgia D-line versus the Bama front uh, offensive front. You know, Matt, I couldn't agree with you more. When, you know, in the first game, you know, he just picks you apart. And I think that not only do you need to, you know, get in the backfield, you need to sack him because he is so clever in the pocket. I've never seen a kid so young be so clever in the pocket, like dancing and keeping his eyes downfield and keeping his cool back there. Yeah, totally agree. It's um, pretty insane to watch. He's he's also very, you know, he's he's not the biggest guy in the world. So you know, I've I've always heard, you know, um, you know, he's too small. He's too small. You know, if he gets hit, he'll, you know, get hurt. And you know, what's it? But you know, to be honest, I've never really seen anyone get a really clean hit on him. Um, he's very, very elusive back there. And you know, you're right. Uh, he while he's kind of dancing around and, and making things happen he his eyes are completely downfield and you know he's not looking to run he's looking to you know make that pass and uh, you know the receivers are 
pretty good at, you know, coming back to the football and, you know, getting themselves open. And, you know, for, for a guy that young, you know, I'd agree. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone be able to, to do some of the things that he can do. And, you know, he's, I, I think he's the key factor in the game there. Yeah. If he's got time, I think they're toast. Uh, they being Georgia, I think it comes down to that basic question. <clears throat> now, do you think that, what is Georgia going to do? Cause they didn't even sack him once. And I don't remember him being hurried that much during the game at all. Is what do you think George is going to do to change that up? Well, um, you know, I think you, you know, I, I think you just got to keep playing your game that you've been playing all year. You know, I, I know they didn't have a great showing against, um, you know, great showing against Alabama's front seven or, or Alabama's front, but you know, I think you just got to, you know, that's still the meat of your defense. So just keep doing what you're doing and. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I can't tell you about an X's and O's type thing, but you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Well, I would be blitzing like crazy. Okay. Because it, you know, there is no doubt about it that if he's got time, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that, that was their game plan last game and it just didn't work out. Um, yeah. yeah I think so you that, just got to execute. Yeah. You got to execute. So, um, you're right about that now. One thing that, you know, so you've got the, the supposed curse. This is like the Red Sox-Yankees curse or the curse of the babe that lasted for 50 years, 75 yeah. years, actually. Chicago Cubs curse. Yep, I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, so you think we got a little Bama, a uh, little uh, Georgia's curse by Bama? What do you think? You could say that. You could certainly make an argument for that. Um, you know, I think uh, you know Kirby Smart has has really done everything in his time at Georgia that he needs to do. You know, Alabama when it matters, and um, you know, win a national championship. You know, he's he's recruited on their level, um, and you can almost say that he's he's recruited even better than them. I think it depends on on who you ask and what the year is, but he's he's been right there the whole time. Um, you know, you, you got the most experienced team you've ever had. Um, you know, you've got probably the most talented team you've had while at Georgia. You have an inexperienced Bama team. Um, you know, I think this is I think this is their time. I think it's a must win for them. I think it's a must win for, you know, Kirby Smart. Um, you know, I think if Bama wins, it's just a, you know, another trophy in the trophy case and, you know, obviously an incredible, <laughs> incredible feat. But, you know, I think this would be, um, you know, I, it, without a doubt, the biggest game in in University of Georgia history, at least in the you know past couple of years. And, you know, they played a lot of big games. So, um, you know, I think I think it's, you know, not, I'm not going to say it's a must win for Kirby because, you know, whatever happens, he'll, he'll still be around and he's still doing great things. And, you know, people kind of forget he's he's still in his 40s. You know, when Alabama or when, you know, Nick Saban took over at Alabama, he was, you know, I think a good couple years older than Kirby Smart is today. So, you know, people kind of get that lost in transition, you know, in translation and kind of forget the fact that, you know, Kirby's still got, you know, a lot of coaching ahead of him. He's going to be at Georgia for a long time. And, you know, there will be a day, you know, fairly soon where Nick Saban, you know, steps down. And, you know, I think that's going to be, you know, Kirby Smart's SEC after that. But, 
you know, in terms of, of, you know, the world we're living in today, you know, especially with, you know, we kind of live in this, you know, got to win now culture. I think this is a must win for Georgia. And I think this is their, their biggest chance. And, you know, it's, it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, you know, I think anyone in football who's been around the game of football knows that. And so, you know, I think, uh, I think Georgia, I don't think, you know, there can be any excuses after this game is made. I think they got to win this one. I do too. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I wonder about how the psychological effect of playing Alabama and the, the whooping that they gave them last time is going to affect the players, the strategy, and the coaches. I just wonder. Because, it, you know, the stre- I, I think that the, the, the pressure is clearly on Georgia. I mean, Vegas, which is fascinating – has got uh, Bama as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. And Saban does really well when he's a dog, which is rare. Uh, but it'll, it'll be really interesting to see. Now, one big thing that I tried to uh, – I want to get your take on this, Matt. So I think that initially in this game that we're going to see – a replay of what happened and that Georgia, I'm sorry, that Bama is going to start to roll. They don't get to the supremely confident and the supremely able um, young. And I think that he starts getting on a roll and that um, Bennett starts feeling the pressure, the Bennett, the um, Georgia quarterback. Do you think, do you envision a scenario where JT Daniels has got to come in and save the day? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's certainly a chance that that could happen. You know, JT, he's the, um, anyone that's been following, he's the five-star transfer that they got this year, or last year, excuse me, who, um, you know, kind of came onto the scene and had some injuries and Stetson Bennett, um, you know, stepped in and, you know, I think Stetson is, not quite as capable as JT, but, um, you know, I'm, I'll be, uh, I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't, you know, thoroughly impressed with the job that Stetson's done. He's seemed to keep getting better and better and better every week and, you know, kind of just does what they need to do to, to win the game. But, you know, you're, you're playing Alabama, you're, you know, you're right. You got clearly the better quarterback on the other sideline in, in, um, you know, Bryce Young and you clearly have, the better coach in Nick Saban. And, you know, that's no slight to, um, you know, Kirby Smart. Nick Saban's the greatest coach of all time, and it's not even close. So, you know, usually when you have, you know, the, the upper hand at quarterback and in the coaching, you know, I, I I would really put, you know, my money on, on that side of the ball. Um, but, yes, you know, if, if they, you know, Bryce, they being Alabama and Bryce Young get – get ahead and, you know, get up, you know, 10 points or more. And, you know, Georgia's offense is, is kind of flat and they, you know, can't seem to quite get those spark plays that they need. You know, I think you look to a guy like, like JT to come in and kind of change things up and, um, you know, Georgia or excuse me, watching film of, of JT all year, you know, it might kind of, kind of, you know, caught, catch them off guard a little bit in terms of their, you know, defensive game plan. But, you know, I, I don't know. I've, you know, done some research on, 
on the whole JP situation. And I don't know how hurt he is. I don't know his situation. I, you know, I don't know how, how good he's looking in practice. He could be, you know, completely limited. Um, you know, I think Kirby smart knows a lot more about football than, uh, than you and I combined. So, you know, I think if JT was, you know, meant to be out there and meant to be, you know, the guy that's going to win them the game, you know, I think he'd be out there. So, you know, you just don't know, you just don't know, but there is a chance. Um, you know, I think we all know, you know, the way that Georgia lost to Alabama in the, the national championship a couple of years ago. And I think there'd be some irony to, to see something similar, but, but flipped on Georgia and, you know, have Georgia, you know, win and win in that sort of fashion, but you know, who knows? Anything yeah. can happen out there. Yeah. I mean, you and I are Orange County boys and we've been following um, Young and JT throughout their high school careers. So we're hoping for an Orange County shootout. At least I am. I mean, you know, I'll be unabashed in my bragging about Orange County football because you played on a championship team and there's a lot of pride in Orange County on their football. So I'd love to see the two quarterbacks battling it out back and forth in the fourth quarter and maybe even overtime. How great would that be? That, that'd be pretty cool. I think, um, you know, I think we all know how quiet the West coast has been and, you know, any sort of college football discussion over the past decade, maybe two decades. And so, you know, it, it would be cool, kind of cool to see, um, you know, a sport that's been completely regionalized, um, you know, especially in this national championship game to uh, have a little uh, have a little West Coast flavor in it. So that would be cool. Yeah. So I see because what I see happening, Matt, very potentially is that if I'm Alabama, I'm forcing Bennett to make plays. OK, I'm stacking the line of scrimmage. And having, you know, seven, uh, seven, at least seven in the box to nullify the run because Georgia's got some really good backs. And I think what it'll come down to then is, you know, forcing Bennett to throw the ball um, and make plays. And a lot of it will come down to the X's and O's on how the secondary at Alabama handles those two huge tight ends of Georgia, which are both healthy. And by the way, each of those tight ends, and their names escape me, only caught one pass apiece in the, in the, uh, in the championship game, the SEC championship game in Atlanta. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think – that's a great point. Um, Brock Bowers, who another California guy, actually, um, he's, you know, I would say probably been the best tight end in, in college football this year. And I, I think he's a true freshman, to be honest. So I think he's, he is too. He's, uh, he's going to be a, a force to reckon with for a couple of years, years here. But um, yeah, you know, I think a tight end is, is every quarterback's kind of um, crutch or, you know, kind of, handy helper there, I would say. So, you know, um, you know, you want to get them involved for sure. For sure. I know, um, you know, a lot of Georgia's offenses, a lot of their weapons have been kind of nicked up this year. And so, you know, a, a reliable tight end always, always helps you, you know, so I'd agree. Yeah. And so if, you know, it, it comes down to two things, I think, um, 
it, three things. Here are the three things that I think, and you're absolutely correct. The critical, the critical element is can Georgia's front seven sack Bryce Young? Can that happen? Yep. Right? That's Absolutely. I, mean, that's, I think that's number one. Number two, I think, is that I see Alabama forcing um, Bennett to make plays. I don't see them allowing Georgia to grind the game out on the ground. So I'd I agree. It, okay, so I think they'll stack the box. So it'll come down to um, Bennett making plays. Now, if he doesn't make plays, the third key is will they put JT in? Will Kirby show the savvy of a Saban like they did a couple of years ago in the championship game by taking out Jalen Hurts? and putting in two that totally took everybody by surprise and totally changed the momentum of the game. And I guess it takes a Saban and somebody that established to have the guts to pull that off. Will Kirby Smart be loyal to Bennett, or will he take a run with JT Daniels? Because he should have put in JT before the pick six that changed the game in the SEC championship game in Atlanta. So, those yeah, I mean, go. I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with, with all three of those. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, like I said, we, you know, we don't really know what's going on with JT. I, you know, I, I don't know how capable he is. And, you know, like I said, I think if, you know, if he was, uh, you know, hundred percent and, you know, playing at his top level that we've been able to see him play at before, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be out there, but, you know, Stetson has been the guy recently and he has been, you know, giving them wins. So um, you we'll, we'll see, we'll see, but yeah, I, I certainly agree with, with your points there. Yeah. And the problem that, you know, what I am concerned with, you know, with Kirby smart, it, you know, loyalty is an extremely admirable characteristic. And I know you want to dance with a girl who, you know, who brought you. But, you know, I think that there is times when you have to make the dis- tough decision. And I think that if they fall behind by, you know, against Alabama, Georgia falls behind against Alabama that his blind loyalty to Bennett will not put, they will not put uh, JT Daniels in the game. And therefore I'm picking Alabama to win by eight points. You got Alabama by eight. Yep. So, you know, I, I think, um, you know, if, I think a lot of us kind of get a little blinded by that SEC championship game. And, you know, I think a lot of us kind of forget the, the totality of the season and, you know, what's happened week to week. And, you know, let's, I think there's actually more question marks with Alabama than Georgia, to be honest. Um, You know, it's, it's what, what Alabama team are we going to see? Because, you know, in the semifinal game there, they completely re- re- relied on the run, completely relied on the run. And they 
ran the ball at will. And, you know, this SEC championship game, you know, it was complete, completely the opposite. They were, you know, passing all over the field and, you know, they were able to, to do that on, at will as well. But, you know, if you look at week to week throughout the season, Alabama has been inconsistent. Um, they should have lost to Auburn. They, they, they 100% sh- should have lost that game. Should, they shouldn't even be here right now. But, you know, the heroics of, of Bryce Young and that offense made the plays when they need to make plays. Um, but, you know, also, you know, Texas A&M really got them this year. Um, LSU well, played them real tough. Uh, Arkansas, Florida. Florida, you know, these – you know, what – you know, and – you know, what will we see? What Alabama team will we see? Um, you know, I think they've been getting better as the season came along and, you know, it was a young team. Um, but if you look at it week to week, Georgia has been pretty much the same thing every single week, except for that SEC championship game and including against Michigan. Um, they really just sucked the life out of Michigan, um, from the, from the get go. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, this it's a more experienced Georgia team. They have more experience than Alabama. They, um, you know, I, I almost want to say they, you know, might be might be more talented player for player. But, you know, you do have, um, you know, Bryce Young on that side and Jamison Williams and, and Nick Saban. So, you know, you can't really fall on that the whole time. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm not going to say that Georgia doesn't have more um, more motivation, but you know, because it's a national championship game. You know, who's to say who has more of a motivation in a national championship game? But you know, I think that that urge of you know, and that idea of not being able to beat Alabama, especially in these big games, and kind of get over that that hump. I, I think there's a burning desire down in Athens, Georgia, to you know get over that hump and. Like I said, it's it's tough to beat a team twice. So um, I think I'm going to go with Georgia, actually. I think they are going to um, do what they need to do. And, you know, I, ex- I, I, I actually believe in Stetson Bennett. I think he's a good player, and I think he's going to make the plays that he needs to make to, um, you know, win this game. And I think Kirby and, and that staff are, um, you know, I, I think they, they, they feel the pressure, and I think this is going to be their, their time. Um, and I, I, and I hope it is. I, you know, I, I appreciate Nick Saban and, you know, I love um, the fact that, you know, a Southern California star is, is killing it over there for them. But, you know, I think uh, the rest of the college football world would like to see a little change. And, you know, I think we'd like to see Georgia, you know, climb that mountain and, and get on top of it and, you know, be national champs. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, Georgia by seven. Good. Well, Listen, Matt, I hope you're right. I hope you're right because, you know, and, you know, it's interesting, too, is, you know, like a couple of years ago, I was so anti-Saban. I was tired of him. He was Darth Vader, the evil empire, you know, and, and, and he was so, you know, and his teams were so good. But this year he softened a little bit, you know, and he's not quite as edgy as he's been in the past like I remember what was it a couple years ago when he said he was talking to the press and he goes you guys are you guys are like rat poison 
to my team because you're always talking about how good they are. He doesn't have that edge anymore. And I think maybe he's kind of savoring what he's doing right now. Um, and I also appreciate the culture that he has put forth at Alabama. I mean, they're professional. They show a little emotion, but they're not jumping all over the place. They do what they're supposed to do. Uh, they do well in the pros. I mean, look at the quarterbacks. I mean, the quarterbacks he graduates are adults, you know, the way they conduct themselves. Um, you know, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, or Tua. I mean, you know, even though they're not extremely talented players, you know, they're not controversial. They're adults. They're leaders. I like what he does. But I have to tell you, I am tired of Bama being at the top of Mount Everest. And I really hope Kirby can knock his ass off. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I think, um, you know, I, I think also, too, I think Nick Saban has made this sport so much more impatient as well. Um, you know, I, I I think everyone kind of compares themselves to this Alabama dynasty and, you know, the things that he's been doing in the conference that he's been playing in at this time is, is simply incredible. It's, it's unmatched. And, you know, I think, you know, the rest of the college football world is, is kind of looking at them as their, their model and, kind of wondering why, you know, they're not doing it exactly at the level that Alabama is doing it. And I think, you know, the, the, that's what makes these, you know, crazy contract extensions and, you know, the, the money that you're seeing in NIL, the, you know, in the transfer portal and, you know, all that stuff, everyone is trying to catch, catch up to Nick Saban. Um, you know, so I think he's put some, um, you know, some, some standards that are almost unattainable to, you know, the average college football program. And, you know, he's, he's been incredible. Um, I guess to, to maybe give you some stats here. Um, I love your stats about. Yeah. I love. Yeah. They're pretty incredible. So since he started at Alabama, he's averaged 12 and a half wins per season, which is pretty incredible considering you're only guaranteed 12 games a year um, and that's doing it in the SEC um, in this time of college football where you know you've seen it really get regionalized into one area which is the south and you know all the good coaches are down there and all the good players are down there and you know to do what he's done in this time span um, has been pretty incredible. Well it's also too is that if you look at it I don't have the stats at my fingertips here but I do know that many of the SEC teams, when they play Alabama, they're coming off a bye. So they've got an extra week to prepare for Bama, and they've got a huge target on their back. Yeah, every single week. Every single week you're going to get your best. I mean, I'm sure they've gotten their best every single week for the past decade from every team they played. And doesn't he have, like, almost as many – national championships as he does losses or something credit incredible like home that. home losses I, i'd have to check on the stat but it was it was right about equal home losses and national championships um it might even be more national championships yeah, I, at this point yes i think that's the stat is that there are more 
Um, there are more national championships than home losses. That's insane. That's, That's insane. Yeah. I mean, his this excellent excellence is unsurpassed in certainly in in the history of college football. I mean, the only thing that I could compare it to are the wooden years at UCLA when he won, what, 11 out of 13 championships or something, something insane. But it's the only other thing. I mean, there's no, there's nothing that has dominated even professional sports like that. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. We're witnessing history and I love history, but I, you know, it's also too, is, you know, we have some friends um, that went to Georgia and, you know, these people are going to be in therapy, you know, if, if Georgia doesn't win this and suicides are going to go up in Athens. I mean, <laughs> you're right. It's time. I mean, it's the, the Georgia fans in Athens are so thirsty for a national championship and beating the 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 crimson tide it's just to me it's going to be devastating down there devastating all over the country for georgia fans if they don't win yeah i'd agree i'd agree um you know it's it's time um you know it would be cool to see them you know the Braves won the World Series a couple couple months ago to to see Georgia win it as well. I think it would be uh, an extended party down there for for a couple of days, maybe even weeks, if if they won a national championship and were able to to beat Nick Saban and and the Evil Empire. Um, I it, it kind of just seems like it's the time. You know what I mean? You know how you kind of sense that it's your time, and um, you know it's it's. I think it's their moment, so I, I think they're going to come away. Okay, well, we shall see. We've got our predictions and we disagree. And, and by the way, I think that if, if it comes down to a uh, – I think that – I don't think that, Al, that Georgia is going to win unless they put JT Daniels in at the end of the game. So that's my prediction. So <laughs> anything else you'd like to say, Matt? Go. Go for it. Uh. Well, you know, I will say, you know, I think we've we've heard a lot recently about, um, you know, ex- extending the college football playoff and, um, you know, making it more inclusive for more teams and um, kind of all all that jazz. And, you know, one one trend that I think we've seen, um, and and I, you know, I heard a very interesting perspective on this is. You know, we keep hearing about, you know, the non-college football playoff games, how they are these meaningless bowl games. Um, and, you know, I, I heard one one reporter kind of say is, you know, who, who is saying that they're meaningless? You know, are the, are the players saying that they're meaningless or is, or is the media kind of made this out as to being meaningless bowl games? Because, you know, before they expanded the, the, the four-team playoff, none of these games were meaningless. You know, be, before they expanded the playoff, you know, no players weren't opting out, you know, the, that were playing in New York's New Year's six games. I mean, there's multiple players playing in New York New Year's six games, Orange Bowls, Rose Bowls, you know, big games, you know, just a decade ago that, um, you know, are, are now opting out. And 
think if we keep expanding it and expanding it, um, you know, I think we're going to see more and more meaningless bowl games. I think those games are going to become even more meaningless and meaningless. And I think you're going to see less emphasis on, on the regular season. And, you know, here's, here's another thing. Um, I think if you keep, keep making it bigger and bigger, I think you're just going to come to the same conclusion every single year. And I think we're going to get to the point where, you know, if you do a, you know, 12 or 16 team playoff or whatever it is, I think you're going to see, you know, five out of eight teams are going to be SEC teams, you know, with the other three being, you know, Ohio State, uh, you know, um, Clemson or, you know, wh- whoever it may be. Right. And, you know, I, I heard another good point is, um, you know, if we didn't have a four-team playoff, it would have been Michigan versus Alabama in the national championship, which would have been the incorrect national championship. Right. Um, so I think if you, as you keep getting it bigger and bigger and bigger, I think you're just going to add more and more teams that just don't deserve to be there. And let's be real. If you look through a lot of these semifinal games of the college football playoffs, there's been a lot of blowouts. There's been yes. a lot of blowouts. I mean, I think you had the, you know, the, the classic Georgia um, versus Oklahoma game a couple years ago with Baker Mayfield at the Rose Bowl. That was a fantastic game. You know, I think you had Trevor Lawrence play Justin Fields a couple years ago in the, in the play in the playoff. Um, that was a fantastic game, but you know, besides a couple here and there, these games have been mostly blowout games and there's really only been, you know, three teams every year, mostly two um, that are even deserving to be in the conversation for a national championship. So, I think you're just – you keep adding more and more. I think it's just going to get more complex and more complex. I think it's going to take away from that regular season. And I think we're just going to keep coming to the same conclusion where we see, you know, you know how, how ugly would it get if we saw four SEC teams in the college football playoff or in the final four of this playoff, you know, if you did a 16-team bracket. Um, and I think that's just what what we would see. Um, to be to be completely honest, and I think it would just do more harm than than good. And you know, I understand that these people want want more money, and I think they would, you know, these games would have a lot of TV ratings, and I think you'd get a lot of excitement from you know some of these smaller schools out there. But you know, that second layer of of college football team, the the Oklahomas, the Baylors, the Wisconsin's, the Penn State, you know, those type of teams really have no business being in a, in a in a playoff format with the Georgias, the Alabamas, the LSUs, they just, they just don't. So um, I'll leave it at that. I I think that's a horrible idea to to keep expanding this. I think we have got a good system right now and we shouldn't uh, change it. Uh, Very well said. And part of the sanctity, the beauty, the uniqueness of college football and both which you and I love are the, the important games during the season. There is no other sport, you know, pro football, basketball, hockey, where the regular season means as much and how week to week the national championship picture changes. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Matt, anything else you would like to say about the Georgia-Bama game or anything you'd like to say about college football 
And by the way, that was so well said about the, the, the expansion, how you are against and why you are against expanding the college football playoff uh, series. So anything else you'd like to say? I think you got me. I think you, uh, I think everything that need, needed to be said has been said and I'm excited to watch a, uh, a great game and see the, uh, see another great college football season come to a close. And um, I'm almost already ready for next year. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thank you for being on the Who Gives a Shit Files. Of course, of course. We'll see ya. Bye.